Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Shayna Lucas, and she played Serena in Frosty's Revenge Seasons Bleeding 3, and she's also a writer and author, and we'll be getting into both today. How you doing, uh, Shayna? Hi, Scotty. I'm doing well. Just, you know, tired from a normal day of work as usual. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> I, usually I, I do my cutoff at 8 p.m. and you know, I do the interview at 8 p.m. And because I have to be up at 4.30 for work, so I'm usually in bed by 9. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. And it's funny because me and you never met before, but we were in the same movie, Frosty's Revenge Season Bleeding 3. It's fucking crazy. It really is. <laughs> so the first question I got for you is a two-parter, just for everybody to kind of get to know you a little bit. So how did you get your start into acting and writing? Oh, my. Um, Acting. Okay, we'll start with that. Okay. Uh, I started acting when I was 14 in high school. You know, I did all the high school musicals and plays and everything. After that, uh, I sort of quit. Because I had a full-time uh, job, you know, I had college. I just did not have time for any of that. About, I want to say, oh, God, 10 years later, probably more. I graduated college in 2013, and I started up again in 2016. Mm -hmm. And I started up with Weary Arts Group, uh, run by one of my old drama teachers, Cal Weary. And he was looking for people to do Drunk Shakespeare. And I'm like, I love sh Shakespeare. I love drinking. Put them both together. It's absolutely <laughs> perfect. Like, yes, please get me in on this. <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything big or whatever, like a minor role like I used to have. And he actually put me as the lead viola in Twelfth Night. And I was ecstatic. Nice. But um, that's basically then how I got back into it. I did a lot of Shakespeare on the rocks. And then in 2018, I started um, doing stuff at Dream Rights. My first show was Jane Eyre there as Miss Miller. And I did a lot of stuff there for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met my best friend, Jess. And so we started up our own troupe called the Trick or Treaters. And that's a small acting troupe in York where um, you get paid to do your acting you know, plays and everything like that. And so that was fun. And then in 2019, I'm pretty sure it was 19. Um, that is when I went to the White Rose Comic Con where I met Justin. Nice. And that is how I got into the whole indie horror film scene with him and how I got involved with his works. So that's basically where all that came from. I still do a few plays and things here and there. I actually did a commercial, I want to say a year ago now, two years. I kind of lost where we were with COVID <laughs> thing, but I did my first like big time uh, commercial for um, a group with uh, mental disabilities and illnesses and such down in Maryland. So that was fun. Nice. But otherwise, acting's kind of taking a backseat right now because writing. Yes. So how I got into writing was I did things here and there as a kid, middle school, high school. High school is where I first thought of my idea of a pirate. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, she's, I didn't, at the time she wasn't a princess, it evolved into that, but she was the daughter of Napoleon. Then it evolved into the granddaughter of Napoleon. And now it has finally become, in my book, The Black Rogue, it has finally become the niece of Marie Antoinette and Louis XVI. So I did a lot of revamping there because of timelines and everything and piracy. Mm -hmm. And I never really did anything with it. When I got to college, I went into professional writing because I knew I wanted to write. I knew I wanted to do something with writing and editing because that's what I love doing. Mm -hmm. And there I had to actually write the book for NaNoWriMo, which is National um, Writing Month in November. Basically, what you do is write a 50,000 word novel in one month. That's the challenge. And oh, my God, was it hard with working and school. Yeah, it was really hard. I didn't finish it. I think I got to about 40,000 words. And then since then, with going to grad school, I went and got my master of arts um, in English and creative writing. And then I went on and got my master of fine arts in creative writing. And from there it evolved because for those you had to have your finished novel and submitted and published to them in order to graduate. So that's how I finished it. Right. Nice. <laughs> and 2021, I finally said, you know what? I want to actually publish, publish this, mm-hmm. you know, actually start being the writer that I want to be and get my name out there. So that's what I did. Best friend of mine that I went to college with owns a uh, Thornheart press. So she published my book for me, and that's how The Black Rogue got published. A few issues happened that we don't like to talk about, uh, but I ended up changing to a pen name, Ashley Bryan. And so that is now what all of my books are published under. Uh, By the end of this year, I will have one, two, seven, seven, seven books published. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm at, I'm, I think my, it's my, I, I lost count. I think I'm at my sixth published, my first from a big publishing company, but I think I just got my, I think it's my sixth one, maybe seventh, but uh, yeah, I, I know what it's like to be a writer. And a lot of people don't realize that if you want to ma- get your book published, it's one thing to do to write here and there every couple of days, but you're never going to get a published at that rate. Like it, it writing is a full-time job. It really is in the marketing because yeah. I am in, indie self-publisher so i don't have a publisher to do everything for me i have to do it all myself yep and that's how most writers get started nowadays is with indie publishing and eventually down the line maybe you'll get picked up by you know an actual publishing company or a literary agency um it's it doesn't always happen but i mean it took me six years to get to get a literary agency and get this ball rolling and i i mean it just happened and sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't and that's where social uh social media comes into play because that is a very useful free marketing tool oh definitely like some days i feel like it does not work for me and i'm like why can't I get my name out there? Like, why aren't people buying my books? Why aren't people leaving me reviews? And I'm like, it's just, it takes time. And I have to realize it takes time. And I have to grow patience. Patience is something I have very little of. Yeah, Yeah, it really does take time. And I mean, especially when you're like, I wouldn't say just newer, but like when you're, when your books are like, like they're not like, you know, a Stephen King type of book where you have that name, Stephen King, you know, when you're an indie author, even with indie acting, like just getting your name out there is crucial, but it's hard. 
And a lot of people don't want to take the chance on 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 lower, you know, on indie actors and indie stars. But sometimes they have more talent than the Hollywood people. Oh, definitely. I have a lot of acting friends who have like amazing talent. And I'm like, you need to be on Broadway or you need to be in Hollywood because being here is not good enough for you. Right. Exactly. And uh, and a lot of people, you know, in the indie industry, like they like you're right. They do belong. I know a, a lot of friends that I've worked with and that I'm that I'm friends with that that deserve the recognition of being in a big blockbuster movie. And I, I mean, I, I think that uh, how do I say this? I think that a lot of people don't give the indie indie stars the, the credit they deserve. They really don't. And it's sad because sometimes indie is like the best place to be. Yeah, it really is. And especially when you get to control your own narrative, like you as an author, if you're going through, if you have a literary agency, now, now you have to go through them. Cause that's what, that's what my, like my mom's, you know, going through me, like you, you should write this book. You should write that book. I'm like, mom, I have a literary agency now. I have to get approved to every single thing I want to do through them. Whereas if you are indie published, you can you, you control your own narrative. You don't have to answer to anybody. You can write what you want to write, do it what you want to do, and publish it when you want to publish it. That's the one thing I like about being an indie author is mm-hmm. I get to control what I'm writing. I get to control who my editors are, what my yeah. book cover look like, where I want to go. Like I get to handle all of that. Yeah. And I've some horror stories of people who are with big publishers saying i didn't get to handle this i didn't get to handle that i had no choice in this and i'm like no 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 no. i like choices um i like being able to you know do the things that i need to do thank you very much yep and when you sign that contract with an agency it's like well you signed the contract you gave us the permission to do this 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 and this so it's like so when you, when you're an indie self publisher that that gives you that freedom that a lot of indie stars whether it's actors or authors or musicians like you know about being you know independent. Oh yeah, definitely. I I like my independence. I just don't like the fact that I'm still the low fish on the totem pole here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that, and that's why we're doing this interview. Get your name out there, you know. I I get a, I get a lot of views uh for my audio only my YouTube is still coming up but uh but I mean that's what I want to do I love helping the indie indie industry because I we all get our start in the indie industry and we're all still there and uh, you know just helping each other out is how we you know how we become you know something how we can get our name out there. Yep, that's how you do it. Working with a bunch of friends. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know uh, you were in a movie that I did, uh, which was uh, Frosty's Revenge Seasons Bleeding 3. And you mentioned briefly on, you know, how you met Justin, who directed the movie. Um, so what um, ha- did you have to audition for your part or how did, did he just offer you the role or how did that come about? Um, If I remember right, um. We talked at the Comic-Con about what he did and everything. We friended each other on Facebook. And um, I saw that he wanted some actresses and some actors for his new film. And I'm like, okay, like, I can do this. I can do horror, right? (laughs) And I kind of went back and forth with myself, like, could I do this? But he messaged me basically saying, like, I know you can do this. It's Mm -hmm. like, I was actually in judge me not was the first one that i worked with on him so i auditioned for that one Mm -hmm. traditional way and everything and that's where he really figured out kind of my acting skill and everything 
And then a few months went by, everything. I don't think we ever got to finish the project because of COVID, all that kind of stuff. And he was like, I'm writing a whole new thing and I have a character I think you would be perfect for. And I'm like, all right, let me look at the script. Let Let me check it out. So I looked at it, you know, I did the normal audition. I sent him in a video of like the character I think I would like to play. And that's how I got it. He messages me later and he's like, hey, you have this character, but I couldn't think of a name for her. So can you think of a name? And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, Serena is one of my favorite names because I'm a huge fan. So I'm like, yeah, that's going to be her name. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Justin is a very, a very nice guy and a very talented uh, director, filmmaker, and uh, he, he has a very unique uh, mind when it comes to filmmaking. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Um, he's He's got a very unique, uh, you know, approach to filmmaking. And uh, what did you think? Because I obviously you worked with him different on different days than I did. Um, so what did you think of him as a director for your scenes? Um, I loved it. Because with him, knowing my abilities and knowing what I could do, he's like, just go for it. Do mm-hmm. what you feel is best because he knows that I kind of know what I'm doing. It, it's a weird thing because he knows I've also directed. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I know how I need to play this out. Right. And he's like, just do your thing. So that's kind of what I do best. When you let me do my thing, mm-hmm. the the best comes out. Like yeah. when I micromanage too much, then I'm like, okay, I can't do this or it's not good enough. But I'm like, when you just sort of let me go and go with the flow, you get amazing work. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I mean by unique. Cause he, a lot of directors, when they make a movie, they think, well, I want it this way. And if you get, say, well, how about I do it this way? It might be a little better. Like, no, I, I've said on this way. Whereas Justin, he knows that that everybody has a voice and he is open to listening to it. And he doesn't, he's not that typical director where, you know, where everybody does this, 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 and this, like he lets you, he lets you uh, give in your thoughts and he really lets you become the creative aspect of the film. Oh yeah. And that, that's definitely one thing that I love about him. And then I'll always be like, Hey, what if we try this? Or we could do this, mm-hmm. and then there's always this, and then the writer comes out of me, and I'm like, oh, we can add this little part. And then he's like, Jesus, <laughs> does your mind stop? And I'm like, no, no, it does not. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, what do you believe, personally for you, is the biggest challenge at being an actor? And then what about being a writer? Um, Probably, honestly, for both of them is my own self-doubt and my mm-hmm. fear. Especially with acting, I always feel like I'm not doing good enough. This wasn't how I wanted this to turn out. This isn't what how I wanted to portray the character. Right. And like, there's always little things in the back of my head of like, well, I could have moved this way differently, or I could have said this differently. Mm-hmm. And it always nags at me. And everybody's like, but you did absolutely perfect. Like, you couldn't have done it any more mm-hmm. perfect. And I'm like, but in my brain, I say that I can. Right. Sometimes I don't know if it's just me and not having self-confidence or I am autistic. So sometimes the Mm -hmm. autism I feel like takes over and I'm like, no, shut up. You're wrong. (laughs) I'm like, I was fine. And with writing, it's sort of the same way. It's like, I feel like I could have wrote this scene better or I could have used more imagery here. I could have added another line here. And I think that's what a lot of writers do. 
Yeah. Actually, I know that a lot of my writer friends do. They're like, yeah. we could have did this so much better. We look back on it and it's like, we could have changed this or we could have did this. And and we're like, we're, we're being our own devil's advocate when yeah. everybody seeing this amazing work, but we're just too busy judging ourselves. Yeah. So I work on that a lot of not judging myself so much and kind of having a little more confidence in myself. Makes sense. And you'll probably agree with me when I say this because, uh, you know, we're both actors, we're both writers. And uh, I can I can personally see um, I can personally see why actors don't wa- go back and watch the films they've done. I can see why writers don't go back and read the book that they've got published after it's published, because that's when you, you, you're always your own biggest critic. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. People ask me questions about my books or be like, oh, this like was amazing when this character did this and this and that. And I'm like, I did that. I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, Yeah, what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even remember my own work that I wrote. Yeah, I, I I typically try not to watch any of my movies after the first watch or after a couple of watches after it's released. And same thing with reading my books, because like if I if I'm looking at my book, I'm like, why did I say that? Why, why did I do that? Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and and you can relate as a writer, and and that's usually why we're, we're everybody like if they do the everybody's their own worst critic because everybody's like I've had guests before say that oh they told me that I, I did really good there I'm like really like I don't think so but it's because you criticize yourself more because you're harder on yourself than other people will be and I mean that's how sometimes you improve as well. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely like, oh, you did this so well. And I'm like, are you blind? <laughs> are you high right now or something? Because I'm like, no, that was awful. Right. Absolutely. So for anybody that would like to uh, purchase your books that are available, where can they pick them up at? I know you said it's under Ashley Bryan, but where can they get these books? Um, I do have my own website where I do have everything listed right now. Um, that's available but also one of the easier ways too is it's all available on Amazon Mm -hmm. so if you just type in my name Ashley Bryan Mm B-R-I-O-N you will find a list on Amazon of all my books Um, I could send along the website because it's very long (laughs) yeah absolutely like web like it should be www.authorashleybryan.com but because you know I'm poor and don't have money to pay for a domain I use Wix so yeah. it's like- <laughs> yeah yeah I get that I know uh, um with Wix like like with GoDaddy for example you could just buy a domain and and plaster it wherever um but with Wix in order to buy a domain name in order to have a domain name you have to pay for their uh their hosting platform as well and to pay for the hosting platform is a couple hundred bucks a year and it's not cheap <laughs> no i'm like why can't i just pay for the domain name it's like it's not fair right. i have to pay name and your platform i'm like no 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 we're not doing this yeah i got in a, i got in a pretty big argument with wix at one point over <laughs> that i'm like the stupid i'm, I'm like, a web developer God. and i think it's stupid <laughs> 
<laughs> it's absolutely stupid. Yeah. Um. So, uh, just so you know, uh, send me the name, the domain name, and I can uh put it there, uh put it in the description for the YouTube video. Um. You know, so that way people can access it. Um. Yeah. Cause uh, I understand the whole long domain. Cause it's, a lot of people don't want to. You know, they're not gonna remember it when they just hear it, but they can just click it or copy and paste it from the. You know, from the um YouTube description, which will make it a lot easier. Uh, um, I yeah. So uh, if someone is just starting out to be a writer and they need advice on how to get their start or how to start doing it, what would you give? What advice would you give them? Um, the first thing is to just write. Honestly, just write your little heart out. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you only write like a hundred words a day. You write a thousand words a day because I have friends that can pop out 50,000 words in a day. And I think mm -hmm. they're crazy, but yeah. <laughs> as long as you write something every day, you know, it gives you that motivation and that courage to yeah. finally get it out there. And once you're done with it, you know, look over it, read it out loud, see if things make sense to you. And the worst part is, I always hate to say it, but pay for a developmental edit and then a regular edit. Yeah. Like, it's expensive. I know people that you have to pay thousands of dollars just for an edit. Yeah. No, it's insane. Like, editing prices are insane, but you really yeah. need it as an author. Like, you really yeah. need that. look Because even as a professional editor since I have degrees in editing and I also work for a publisher, I can't edit my own work. Right. Um, it's very hard because I get sucked mm -hmm. into the story or I know what I'm talking about, but it's not on the screen or, you know, it's not in my word file. Right. And so it really helps to always have a second set of eyes. Absolutely. And, you know, don't be afraid to have beta readers. Uh, putting it out there. I know there's lots of Facebook groups and everything for that yeah. and putting that out there and being like, Hey, what do you think of my story? Or like, can you, you know, give me some advice? Yep. And, yeah. and a tip on that also, for those that want beta writers, make sure you don't get family or close friends to do it. Oh, do not. Oh my God. Do not. <laughs> that is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, I'm definitely letting you let everybody know that it's just like borrowing money from family and and you know you don't have the money you know you don't have the money to pay them back right away. It's like you know it it it, it can cause a a rift between friends and family. Oh yeah, it it's bad. Like that is the last thing you want to yeah. do your friends and family to do it because they'll yeah. either be way too honest with you and it'll ruin a friendship or your family you know dynamic or you know they're just gonna be like oh it was absolutely perfect because you know you're their friend you're their family yeah and, you know, and, then, and it really isn't good at all and then they're they're giving you advice that you don't need because you want if it's really perfect you want to know is it really perfect from you know a, a, a third party source Yep. And one of the biggest things is having thick skin, which is something I'm still working on. Yeah, because same. when somebody criticizes my work, I take it very personally. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. Certain certain people, they really did not have any idea what they were talking about. You can right. tell they didn't read the story. But you know, some people are going to say some hurtful things to you and you just sort of kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, one thing that I learned from my agent that I'll definitely pass on because it's very wise and it, it seems self-explanatory, but a lot of people don't realize, especially the indie, because when the bigger you become, the more you don't look at the comments and reviews and all that. But when you're still starting out, you want to see what people think about it. Look at the comments or reviews. One thing my agent told me was never look at, read your reviews or comments because that's just going to hurt you. If you want advice, send your books to people that are, like you said, on Facebook groups or whatever. Because uh, if you uh, if you look at the reviews, sometimes people are going to like be really harsh, like really cruel. And uh, you don't need that type of negativity or that type of feedback. You want honest feedback from people that actually are beta readers that know what how to critique work. Yep. I am still stuck in the I like to read my reviews phase, yeah. all that stuff. And I'm like, I really need to not do that. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. Just put it out there and not read it but at the same time I like to because then I like to give you know if somebody gives me a really nice review on my book or like a four or five star review and like says how amazing it is I like to comment back to them saying you know yeah. thank you for the review I really mm -hmm. appreciate it and I like want them to know that I am listening yeah Absolutely. And another, uh, obviously, it's good to have a, a fresh set of eyes outside of your own to look at it and edit it even uh, or read it. Um, but uh, one site that I know of that's a really good aid that I used um, that you can use for editing, I wouldn't call it a thousand percent reliable or even 100 percent reliable, but it's uh, prowritingaid.com. Um, it's free from that. I mean, the last time I used it, I haven't used it in a while, but it's, it was free and they help you with like sentence structure, fragmentation and all that different stuff, spelling, grammar. Um, so that's a good tool that you can use just for like touching up your editing and they, they checks for run on sentences and all that stuff. It's a good tool to use. Um, but you also want to have that extra set of eyes because usually not only will the editor help you with the grammar and all that stuff but they can also maybe based on reading it like they can give you a you know maybe some you know advice on what you're doing here or maybe this could be done and when you're also as you mentioned continuing writing um you know continue like when you're like just keep writing as your feedback and write your heart out or whatever um that is very good advice and i guarantee you whatever you wrote is going to completely change when you write it but that's how you get your start in the developing a story that's how good ideas start oh yeah definitely and it's like it's gonna be your first draft when you're just yeah. like sitting there banging it yeah. out and you know don't be afraid to go through multiple drafts I, yeah. i'm going to do that as a person who does not do that <laughs> like so, so don't listen to me there yeah i write I'm one of those people who edit as they write. So when I look at a sentence, I'll go back and fix it. I look at it again. I go back and fix it. So kind of my first drafts are my final drafts that I right. send to my. I'm like, so don't be afraid to go through multiple drafts. Unlike me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's really, it, you gave really good advice. And uh, I mean, I, I just think that, uh, you know, people that would like to get into dabble into writing that's something that they really could use at for you know advice because that really can help people that are stuck stuck because writer's block is a thing and it, it, it i mean if you don't you don't know where to start and how you 
go like how you get around it and everything and and sometimes you just kind of because you don't want to write meaningless content that really ha- adds nothing to the story but usually when you have writer's block that's usually where it goes so you kind of need to figure a way to get around that and sometimes it's not as easy it's easier said than done i definitely have that right now um i have <laughs> a story that's due october 1st and another one that's due october 20th Ooh. and have i written of both of them a hundred words <laughs> oh, and oh, oh. I- Oh my God, I need at least 15,000 for the one, 1,000 for the other. And I'm like, I need to get on this. But I'm one of those writers where the closer I get to the deadline, the more out in me and the more I know where I want to go with it. It's the weirdest thing. Anytime before, like, I don't know. I have no clue what I'm looking at right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I get that completely. And I'm glad that, uh, that you did come on to my show to, uh, you know, promote your books and uh, give advice to writers and, you know, even actors. And uh, definitely check out uh, Shana's books under the name of Ashley Bryan. Um, Bryan spelled B-R-I-O-N? Yep. Okay, awesome. So definitely check those out on Amazon and uh, support indie actors, support indie authors, indie musicians, independent stars, and uh pick up a copy of uh, Shana's books. Um, last question for you. Do you have anything else that you want to promote? Social media, websites, anything at all? Um, I am on Facebook under author Ashley Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am on Instagram. That one's a little more complicated. It is mm-hmm. Joker Girl Cosplay Ashley Bryan because that is also my cosplay account. Mm-hmm. I'm too lazy to have two separate accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so cosplay has definitely taken a back seat to everything it's just i was dabbling in too many things at once and i'm like oh i can't do this <laughs> i'm like i have gotten in way over my head right now right and i am on tiktok as joker girl 09 all the girl stuff is spelled with a u not an i because okay. it's sort of <laughs> <laughs> awesome well i thank you so much Shana, for joining me this evening Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I had fun too. And we, it was nice to kind of geek out over, uh, over, you know, writing and everything like that. It was funny because I had uh, your co-star from Seasons Bleeding, uh, Rick Germain on the show about a year ago. And uh, the last like 30 minutes we were geeking out over computer stuff. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> He's such a cool dude. He really is a good dude. Uh, yeah, that, that was fun. Uh, but I definitely had a blast. And, uh, I hope uh, between me and you that uh, we ended up uh, giving some good tips and good pointers to people that would like to get the start as a writer because it's not easy, but it also when it when you do do it, it is very rewarding and it's something that even if you don't become a millionaire over it, it's like I got that published. I am a published author. Right. All that matters is just the fact that you did it. That yeah. is all that. Absolutely, because some people say they're going to do it and they try to do it and they just stop halfway through. But once you go, you follow through and do it, anything is possible as long as you put your mind to it. I mean, nothing is impossible if you don't, if you if you try. I mean, the worst that can happen is you don't try and then you fail. But if you do try, you can still do it. So Thanks. keep and it. And hey, at least you did it. Absolutely. Well, I thank you. You have a great rest of your evening, Shana. Yep, you too. All right, bye. Bye.